Welcome to Heated Waves. I'm your host, Mr. Bradstone, and I'm here with the one, the only, at bat, T-Ball. Hey, let's hit it out of the park. Yep, ready to talk about the review of and how the games went for the um, divisional round for the NFL, and then we're going to move on to the AFC, NFC Championships and uh, tell you what, what's on the line there for those, obviously Super Bowl, but um, then we're going to, you know, give our predictions, who we think is going to win and why. Yeah, a little bit of review um, and then some picks coming. So uh, we'll make sure we get you this information. I'm ready to start off. What's uh, What do we got first? All right, let's go straight out the gate with that Colts at Chiefs 31-13 just <laughs> rape by the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I didn't, I didn't honestly think, you know, the Chiefs were going to get them that good. Um, I think I called 38-21, something like that. So um, there wasn't a whole lot of offense out of the Colts in that game. Andrew Luck, 19 for 36 on 203 yards and a touchdown. Down. Um, I'm surprised he didn't throw an interception. Yeah, that, that, that was true. I think I actually said it. I mean, if he can not throw interceptions, which I guess he did do, um, but uh, it still wasn't enough. I mean, the Colts didn't have any players with over 100 yards in any category. Um, yeah, T.Y. Hilton. Yeah, because T.Y. Hilton was still battling that ankle injury he's been battling all year, and he's got he's such a baller. He only had four catches, 60 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah. But he had 11 targets, but he was hurt. So. Did you know, even with the Colts having the best O-line in the game, um, like we were talking about last week, they ended up firing their offensive line coach on Tuesday. i seen that. I was like, uh, how does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, you were the number one offensive line, and you have the a coach. Obviously, you know, both of those are connecting, and that's good chemistry and working. Something's working, yeah. Uh, to go with that stat, Andrew Luck was sacked three times in the game versus that Chiefs game. And prior to that, he was only sacked two times in the last four games combined. So let's go ahead and fire that offensive (laughs) offensive line. (laughs) Right, right. Well, the Chiefs were, you know, bringing extra pass rushers, uh, which is a great tool they, uh, you know, use to assure one-on-one matchups for, like, Justin Houston and people like that. You know, their defensive line, even their linebackers, that defensive front was doing real good for the Chiefs. Dude, that's the best game I've seen the Chiefs play, honest to God, all year long. Yeah. I mean, when it finally matters, they showed up and they shut up people that were doubting them forever. Right. I'm pretty sure. I don't know what the you know the run was on that. I don't know if the Chiefs were an underdog, but if they were in anybody's book, um, yeah, they definitely disproved that defense. And they got their first you know playoff win, which yeah. is good for them too. So. Uh, but, yeah, their offense was looking good, too. Um, they had four different players with rushing touchdowns or put the ball in the end zone. That's fucking amazing. Like, I've seen uh, that. You're getting everybody on the board in that game. That's a, that's a franchise record, actually. Yeah, was it? That yes. was crazy. I mean, they lit it up in the first half, uh, and then I guess they just let their D, their D do the rest of the work um, to just coast. They scored 24 in the first half. Uh, Mahomes, 27 for 41 on 278 yards. Surprisingly, no touchdowns and no interceptions. First, first game he had all year long. Without, uh, yeah. A touchdown, touchdown pass. Or multiple touchdowns, Or right? even a touchdown pass at all. That's crazy. I was surprised by that. Um, but you had Williams on the ground, 25 carries for 129 yards and a touchdown. Hey, hang on. Let me go back to, because I had something wrote down and I found it while you were talking. My fault. Um, Chiefs are the last team to win a playoff game since 2013 Pats without a touchdown pass. Really? So I wrote that down. I mean, down that is pretty amazing that. for a quarterback. Yeah, especially having 31 points. like Against a good, very good number 11 ranked defense of the Colts. Yeah. And yeah. you still get it done because you just ran it down their throats. Sure did. Kelsey had a good game. 
108 yards on seven receptions. Hey, speaking of him, first Chiefs player with multiple 100-yard receiving games in the playoffs and second Chiefs player with 100-plus receiving yards in the playoff game at Arrowhead. First player, could you guess who that was in 1997? Got his house burnt down by the left eye. Andre Rice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was the last Chief to uh, to do that. So. He needs to take that into uh, Kansas City this week, and he needs to continue to have a good game. They need to keep him going. He he, I've noticed that he's the focal point of that offense most of the time, besides the cheetah Tyree Kill. But most of the looks go Travis Kelsey's way, and when he has a good game, the Chiefs have a great game. Yeah, yeah. Look out for that. They definitely do. Yeah, it was just all around. I thought it was a pretty decent game. Like I said, I honestly thought, like, okay, yeah, the Chiefs are doing pretty well in the first half. They got to keep the foot on the gas pedal. Um, Which is what they've done all year long. Yeah, I mean, you know, unfortunately, Indy can only get seven in the second and six in the fourth. Um, Yeah, there's just not much going on for them. They just... Yeah, shut I down know. in every aspect. Thirty-one, uh, thirteen uh, is a little. They punted to school. They uh, on their first five uh, possessions. That was questionable. That was very questionable. Something wasn't going on in that uh, that wheelhouse there. So they uh, unfortunately they weren't anybody to get it together. But. Even even Adam Vinatieri, their veteran kicker, that's like fifty years old with his white beard and shit. The guy mm-hmm. that's been there forever, and of course I think he played in a few other teams. He uh, missed that twenty-three yard field goal in that game. He was 14 and four, 14 for 14 in playoffs on field goals from 25 yards or closer. Since 1991, he's the only player in NFL who was perfect on field goals from that range, and he misses a 23-yarder. Mm. A, a veteran guy. I just I thought that was crazy that I seen that. Yeah, but still, I mean, doesn't matter. It, the game would have been 15-31, so <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> still would have beat him by more than half. Hey, uh, Patrick Mahomes becomes first quarterback. Chiefs quarterback to win a home playoff game since Joe Montana in 1993. Nice. Do you know um, there's an 18-year difference between him and Tom Brady? It'll be the young. It'll be the youngest quarterback Versus to ever the play old. oldest quarterback in like NFL playoff history. Wow. One, one other thing. What else did I see? Colts are just the second team since 2000 to be shut out in the. In, on third down in a playoff game last week, they were 0 for 9 against that Chiefs defense that. Ever, it's like the 31st ranked defense, might I add you. The Chiefs had a 31st ranked defense going into that game and <laughs> shut him down. Yeah, they went from like 31st to 1st real fucking quick. <laughs> Andy Reid is now 21-3 and following a bye week, and that includes the playoffs. So it's looking real well for the Chiefs. He's 2-2 two and two in Kansas City. Uh, yeah. Against the Patriots, that is. Or Bill Belichick, so I guess. We'll see how uh, that fares next week. And whenever we talk about it, you want to move on to the Cowboys and Rams game? Yeah. Uh, that was that was the better of the games. It was closer, I should say, not better. That was good. Um, I was honestly getting nervous. I picked the Rams to win. Um, Dallas, I'm pretty sure, started off with a quick seven. Um, and then L.A. managed a field goal, I think, late in the first quarter. Um, and then, you know, L.A. kind of just took hold of the reins and put 17 up on the board and shut them out in that second quarter and then I think uh you know Dallas was a little confused on uh what they had going um you know you know looking at the numbers um even though the game was 30 to 22 Dak Prescott was 20 for 32 266 yards one touchdown no interceptions so he didn't have a too too bad of a game he also rushed for a touchdown yeah, I mean, he didn't have too bad of a game, but it obviously wasn't enough. You give Ezekiel Elliott the ball 20, 20 times, he only had 47 yards. And 
most of the work, you know, receiving wise came from Gallup, who had 119 of them. Where was Amari Cooper at? Six yeah, well, receptions on 65 yards. He had a touchdown, so I'll, I'll give him that. And one, the touchdown pass I did see was like a 20 yarder, but he did straight up dip on everybody. I, so I was like, "Whoa, where's this guy been? Now, I, now you want to play?" I mean, I said last week, like they have to give him the ball if you want to get him going. I'm pretty sure he had a pretty hot week last week. Um, I said you gotta have to keep him going. Um, as well as Ezekiel Elliott. Um, but, you know, the Rams managed to shut that down real quick. Uh, um, 50 you, rushing yards in that game for <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott and the Cowboys. That's crazy to me. Yeah, the Rams, uh, they had two running backs that combined for oh, 238 dude, total yards. You know, Jerry, you know what Jerry Jones said? It was, it was pretty funny. I was reading this interview. He said... Um, he blames the loss of the Rams um, on the condition of the field. <laughs> Said it was too slippery for his players, um, and that they didn't have the right cleats to fit the poor conditions that the Rams had. But the Rams had 273 rushing yards, which is a franchise playoff record in that same conditions. Yeah, not only that, Jeff Goff threw the ball less than 30 times. Yeah, he only had 186 passing yards and no touchdowns. He had 200 yards. I mean, no touchdowns, no interceptions, but he's he's been averaging 35 passing attempts and 293 yards per game. So he barely had to do any work at all. And, you know, when you let a quarterback coast like that, that's not Just usually comfortable. good news. 15 for 28 on 186 yards. Yeah, didn't do much and got it done. I mean, yeah, C.J. Anderson, which... What's surprising to me is C.J. got more looks than Todd Gurley did. In yeah, game. and... I did not understand that because did if you watch Todd Gurley play in that game, oh my God, he was Todd Gurley all over the place. Yeah, Todd he the was, God I was smashing. He, he was, was destroying. He was shaking people. He was dipping on people. And he only had balled. he only had 16 carries, and CJ had 23. Yeah. And what's Gurley almost matched him 115 to his 123. I mean, he CJ put the ball in the end zone two times, but still, Gurley had you know let way less uh, carries. Almost just as many touchdowns and almost just as many yards. Which, and I, I'm sitting there thinking, like, are we trying to keep him fresh for next week? That's what I'm thinking because he had three weeks off, if you remember, from being injured or that injury he's been nursing. Well, I'm thinking they just kind of gave him a white or light workload to come back from since he hasn't played for so long. So I think you're on that perfect track. Which they're trying to keep him fresh for next week against a very good team that's already beat them, the Saints. Yeah, I mean the Rams are able to score every drive, or not every drive, but you know every Nearly. quarter. Um, three in the first, seventeen in the second, three in the third, and seven in the fourth. You definitely can't win a ball game if the ops, uh, you know, putting up points. You're allowing to get them into position to score every freaking you know quarter. You got to be able to shut out, get at least get one shutout, and apparently, you know, that's exactly what LA did in that second quarter. You know what was funny is apparently, from what I was reading um, just the other day, right after the game, there's some bunch of Twitter stuff going on. Some people were complaining that apparently the Rams had insight on the Cowboys' defense um, <laughs> based on who and when and what they're doing, basically by. Uh, they were saying it was based off like their hands, like certain guys were putting their hands down in certain, uh, like you know, times keying Rams um, offensive line on like whether they were doing stunts and certain kind of blitzes and all kinds of stuff. Um, they said they knew like 90% of the stuff they were running. Every team says that when they lose a game and they think they should have won. You're not gonna beat the Rams in this game at the Rams. It's too high of stakes. Dak Prescott's not good under pressure like that. 
they got nobody but Cooper and Elliott, and Elliott folded because the Rams' defense straight shut him down. See, I think this was actually <clears throat> one of the Rams players stating this, that oh, they was had it? This, in the, this insight. And well, it was, either way, you're a seventh-ranked defense, then you should play like a seventh-ranked. Who cares about all that? I get that's a big... You know, it's what's funny, you know, and what I was going to get to is it sounds like a lot of people are, make, are trying to make excuses for Dallas losing that game. Because, you know, they're America's team. And, you know, Jerry Jones blaming it on the conditions in the fields. And then the Rams, I don't know, just trying to say or, you know, being quoted as saying they had these insights on something, um, which might be apparent because, you know, if you if you see those insights, you're putting up 238 total yards rushing offense. <laughs> um, it's, hard, it's hard not to argue that position. But, um, you know, Congratulations to the Rams. They beat the Cowboys. I, I picked the Rams, so I'm happy. Well, okay, let's go back to that then. If that's that's happening, then what about on the other side of the ball? What happened? Why did then why did the Rams shut out fucking Ezekiel Elliott? Is it because of field conditions? Is that what came into play? Because here's a funny stat. To that 50 yards that they allowed the Cowboys to rush forth, that's tied for the fewest allowed in a playoff game since 1984. So defense was doing work. Defense also forced a fumble, recovered a fumble, had three knockdown passes, or, you know, passes defended, a yeah. sack, and six tackles for a loss. So, I don't think that goes both ways. But, yeah, obviously I picked the Rams in that game, too. And Todd Gurley uh, set a set a record, too, as well. Or tied a record. You know, what? big surprise here. First Rams player to have multiple 100-plus rushing yard playoff games since Eric fucking Dickerson back in 84 through 86. Damn. Yeah. That's insane. The Cowboys also did something that they haven't done since 96. They, the Cowboys scored on their opening drive in the playoffs for the first time since the 1996 season. Hmm. Well, yeah, they've never been historically very good in the playoffs. They're kind of like the Chiefs, but everybody's blamed their losses on, like, flukes and shit like that. With the Chiefs, it's just they simply suck and they get beat. Yeah, everybody. See, that's what I'm saying. Everybody usually makes an excuse for the Cowboys. So I'm just glad. I'm just glad the Cowboys lost again because it just shows you they're not America's team. Let's move on from that, guys. Come I, on. I actually said that Dak Prescott will never win you a Super Bowl. No, he won't. He will not win you a Super Bowl. I'm sorry. Tony, I think Tony Romo had a better chance than him. Yeah, definitely. To be uh, totally honest with you, Tony Romo just had some very bad luck. He he wasn't Injuries. a bad football player, but Dak Prescott is not the caliber player that everybody. He's a good player. Don't get me wrong. Right. He is a very good player, but he is not a caliber Super Bowl caliber player. He he just doesn't have that. At no. least not yet. Trains. But Chargers at Patriots. Not much of a game, right? I mean, it was straight up Patriots were up 35 to 7 at halftime and I, I just I was just like, wow, this is pathetic. What yeah. what's going on here with, <laughs> with Philip Rivers? I mean, I thought he was going to come out there. I thought the Chargers had the best chance of winning. I knew that ultimately lose or ultimately would lose because they're at Foxborough and look, they you just don't win there. And uh I mean, so, that's true. I mean, you had no production out of Melvin Gordon. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. He just had a touchdown run off of very few rushing yards, right? He had nine carries, 15 yards. Yeah, I mean, you had no production from wide receivers. You had five receivers with three or more receptions. It's just kind of crazy. It's like you, you can't get the ball. You, you can't get the ball in the end zone. Um, they didn't and, really and do anything until second than, half. It's just weird that they spread the ball around that much, got the ball into the end zone three times, um, but it didn't account for anything. Like, when your defense isn't stepping up, it's like you ha you have to be able to 
increase your offensive production, and the and the, definitely the Chargers couldn't get it going. Um, it, and you, especially when when the Patriots are coming out and putting up thirty five in the very first half, and then you shut them out the second half and only allow six. Right. It's Where like, was that defense before? Where was the offense that scored twenty one points in the second half, the first half? That would have made it a game. I think it's it just seemed like to me like they were guessing the whole time. Um, I just I just can't figure it out. This was a weird game for me, and I wanted to pick the Pats um, originally, and then you know I saw some things and I went with the Chargers. You know, Philip Rivers had to throw the ball 51 times just to make 25 completions and get 331 um, yards, which you know that's good, but that's that's a lot of work um, on an old man's arm. I mean, yeah, that's Philip Rivers isn't capable of putting up that many attempts. And winning you a football game, um, especially against somebody like Tom Brady, who can, who's 34 for 44 on 343 yards and a touchdown, 72 percent completion. Got, and then you got Michelle tearing you up on the ground for 29 carries on 120 yards. He had three fucking touchdowns. Yeah. And and of course Edelman nine receptions on 151 yards. Like, I just couldn't figure out what the fuck was going on in this game. It, it was kind of, it was kind of weird. I, I don't know. Speaking of Edelman. Uh, passed Reggie Wayne for second all-time in receptions in playoff history with, with 93. Only Jerry Rice has more with 151, and you're not catching Jerry Rice. Um, Sonny Michelle is the fourth rookie to rush for three-plus touchdowns in the playoffs. He's the fourth rookie. I wonder who the other three were. That blows me away. And now, sadly, we see the stat. Tom Brady is 8-0 versus Rivers all-time, and that includes playoff games. Just, yeah, New England was basically p- perfect in that first half. And like I said, I think I think they just kind of pumped the brakes a little, and that's why they only put up three in each. They're just kind of trying to run some clock out because that's what that's what they like to do. They like to fucking and sometimes beat you by a field goal every time. <laughs> they like to run up the fucking score and then you know keep doing it. But in this one, I think they're you know, oh shit, we got the chief next week, so we can't go hard. They're, I mean, they still went hard. Down. They went 498 yards of total offense. That's a fourth in franchise history for them in the playoffs. That's crazy. I'm just saying, I think the Patriots could have put up a lot. More. Oh, absolutely. There was a lot of mistakes in that game. Chargers were giving up way too much on, on defense very early. Yeah. I mean, there's there's tons of things I can sit here and read you that, that happened stats-wise. James White, the Pats running back, tied Darren Sproles' playoff record for most receptions in a single playoff game with 15. You allowed... <laughs> The running back, 15 receptions? Yeah. Imagine if Josh Gordon was still there. That, that offense would be even better. Where was Gronk? One reception on 25 yards. No one even talked about him. I'm telling you, bro. If they had Gronk playing at his peak, good lord. I said last week um, he hasn't been very consistent at all. I I, I don't I think this this year or, or maybe the end of next year might be his last year. He might retire. Or, or maybe this might be his last year in a Patriots uniform. I would like to see him go somewhere else before he retires. I wouldn't mind him seeing him go, yeah, go get you some quick money. Like, I know the Patriots are paying you a lot. The Packers go will take you if you're healthy and you'll play. Yeah, go somewhere and get you a big old fat paycheck. It might be too late for him. Though. Right. Phillip Rivers passed Dan Fouts for the most touchdown passes in Chargers playoff games in franchise history with 12. Mm. And also, another reason why I, I kind of see stats-wise why the Chiefs or the Chargers lost, Rivers was pressured on 28 of his 53 dropbacks. That's 53% of the time. The second most in the game this season. Jesus. I'm just not going to get you done if you're getting sacked and pressured. Statistically and historically, um, 
Rivers just had, and the Chargers had no chance against against the Pats. So okay, a couple more stats, just two more. Listen to this: Chargers had only 19 yards rushing. Yes, 19 yards rushing. The second fewest in a playoff game in franchise history. The second fewest. What was the fucking lowest? You only ac- accomplished 19 rushing yards in that patch game. Was that in a playoff game? In a playoff game. Oh, okay. Second fewest. What was the most few? What did you have? 10 rushing yards. I mean, I get it. They got down early, so they couldn't run the ball. So I, I, that has a big uh, I bet factor. I bet it was a recent playoff game. Something. And the other one that I had in the Bill Belichick era, the Pats are 13 and two in divisional round games. So basically, they were going to win that game. One more. Chargers became the first team ever to win nine games on the road this season and not win the Super Bowl in that season. Every other team that's had eight or more road wins had won the Super Bowl because that means you could play anywhere, right? So under any condition, you're balling. Yeah, right? So last but certainly not least, I think was probably the most competitive, probably the better of the games, the Eagles at Saints, just because of how close it was. (laughs) Yeah. And Drew Brees just looked uncomfortable. And the Eagles just came to play. Yeah, the Eagles came out out strong in that first quarter. uh, But after that, they just kind of got shut down. I mean, yeah. I'm just saying, eye test-wise, Nick Foles looks really well playing. His stats doesn't show as much. I mean, yeah, 18 for 31. At 58%, 201 yards. He had a couple Two picks. interceptions and a touchdown. I mean, that's not going to get it done. Hey, speaking of those two interceptions, Marshawn Lattimore had those. Had the first He mul- had both of them? Yes, he had both of them. The guy you've been talking about. Yeah. In some of our hard count. He had the first multi-interception game in playoff history for the Saints since Jabari Greer back in 2011 in the wildcard playoff. That's the last guy to have multi-interceptions for the defense of the Saints since then. Oh, shit. Marshall Lattimore's been playing lights out. Yeah. Well, it's not a whole lot on the ground for either team, I can tell you that. Never is for the Eagles. If you want to win an NFC championship game, you have to get the run going. Um, and Kamara needs, you know, a better game next next week as well. Um I'm pretty sure he did pretty well this or last week. I don't I don't know if he had um what a whole that? lot going on. Yeah, I mean uh, he he contributed for a hundred scrimmage yards. I mean sixteen carries for seventy one yards and then that the rest of that was uh passing, thirty five yeah. yards. Yeah, so be? you know, just over hundred and six yards total, but no he, touchdowns. He has to he has to definitely produce more. Yeah. If he wants to win this next game, he's going to have to produce more. Like they, they had been. But Michael Thomas, <laughs> yeah. good lord, the guy's so fucking good. 171 yards on a touchdown, 12 receptions. 12 catches on 16 targets. Yeah. God. That's amazing. Michael Thomas had 149 of those receiving yards, you know, in that game, like you just said. That's a, now a franchise history in playoffs for the, for, uh, the Saints. Yeah. You know the Saints lost defensive tackle Sheldon Rankins. I seen that as that's going to be the biggest blow of this, you know, up, upcoming game. We'll get to that one too. Yeah. But that's a big time blow for that that defense, man. That's one of the best guys at that position. Yeah, I forgot when he actually went out, but Eagles only had 49 rushing yards in that game, lowest ever in franchise history in the playoffs. You know, it's what's crazy if you think about it. If you look back to uh, late in that fourth quarter. Um, you have Alshon Jeffries wide open. Wide. Wide open and drops that pass. And, um, 
Yeah, that that definitely would have put the Eagles in position. To, I think they would have won that game. They would have won by a point, essentially, if yeah. nothing else happened after that. Yeah, I mean, who's to say? It, it, you know, they kick onside or something. Drew like Brees that. is kind of the veteran though, coming back, but yeah, he, he can get it done. I mean, um, yeah, just a whole lot of problems um, in the second half for the Eagles. Uh, they just never got. It. You know, it's crazy is I noticed they were in their cover three defense the whole entire game. That's odd. Like. And I don't. I'm not professional. I don't. I don't read, you know, secondaries like that. I can't just look at it and be like, okay, yeah, that's cover two. Yep, cover every three. Every single time. Yeah. But it literally got to a pattern so much. I'm like, hmm, they're running like a cover three. It looks like, and that's all they're running. And that's literally all they ran. They never went to man to man. They stayed in cover three defensively the whole entire time. It's like, what the fuck are y'all doing? They're being lazy. That's what zones are. So when you're lazy and you don't want to cover man-to-man, you just cover your area. I mean, holding the Saints to 20 points, that's not that, bad. That's doing a lot Yeah. for I, a powerful offense. But still, I mean, they still had good numbers. They're, they're going to get the ball in the end zone. It's, it's just going to happen. The Saints are that good of a team. You got your, Especially with a 74.4% uh you know, completion rating. Oh my God! That dude. tells you, you know, right then and there, he's gonna get the ball in the end zone. Point. Yeah. So, earlier in that game, the Saints take the lead on an 18 play, 92 yard drive in the third quarter. That was a 11 minute and 20 second drive. That's the longest touchdown drive in playoff history since ni- the 1970 NFL merger. Damn. 11. Uh, l- let me just reread that. That is fucking nuts. An 18-play, 92-yard drive to almost the whole field, 18 plays of 11 fucking minutes and 20 seconds you took off the clock. That's a big factor in that game if you think about it. Because that stopped. That took 11 minutes of them having the ball versus the Eagles getting another shot at the, at the to throw a touchdown and, and possibly win that game. Yeah. I mean, uh, Drew Brees tied Kurt Warner for 7th most touchdown passes in playoff history was 31. Jesus Christ, that's at seventh, bro. Thirty-one. Like Jesus, what? What's the other ones? Like Steve Young and people like that. Mm. Troy Aikman, uh, Peyton Manning, and Peyton Manning. Yeah. yeah, and Tom Brady. Yep. Tom Brady has a lot to do with him going a lot, though. So Nick Foles joins Cordell Stewart. Remember him? Old uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah. Run, running double quarterback, and then went to a right receiver. Yeah. And then free. Freeman McNeil, not really ever heard of that guy, but only three players in Super Bowl era with at least one passing touchdown, one receiving touchdown, and one rushing touchdown in the playoff in their careers. That's cool as shit. Because if you remember, he caught that touchdown pass in the playoffs last year. Yeah. So they got him the receiving one. Yeah, yeah. And he rushed for one this past game against the Saints. Hmm. He ran one in, and he's also throwing one of obviously. He's thrown a bunch. (laughs) So good for him. So that's cool. That's a cool stat. Yeah. It's like, Nobody else can say they did that. Saints are now 6-0 and at home in playoff games since 2006 with the Breeze, uh, Sean Payton era. So it's looking good there. Hmm. I think uh, I think we're up for some uh, some good games next week. One last thing. Oh, Drew Breeze is the only player to win six playoff games at home with the same team without a loss since the NFL merger in 1970. He's just killing it at home, and I think that gives him a big edge. Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer for sure. So, speaking of him, let's just roll right on over to the fucking L.A. Rams at 
the Saints. I think this is God. These I think the NFC and AFC championships are the best ones I've seen in years. They're definitely uh, they're definitely the most exciting ones. Yeah, before it was just like you didn't really give a shit because you knew who's gonna win. They, yeah, exactly. And in these yeah, they, yeah, this Rams and Saints game is gonna be uh, wonderful. I mean, a little little craziness is this is the third matchup this season. I mean, granted, yeah. the first one you know was in preseason where the Saints won twenty eight nothing. Um, but the second one was in week nine um, when the Saints uh, won 45-35. Remember, they were like, the Rams were down like hellas, and um, they all of a sudden it was 35-35. And uh, the Saints ended up coming back and scoring 10 more points. Um, um, so you would think the third time's the charm, right? The Saints, uh, you know, they're third in points per game, fourth in red zone touchdowns at 70%. Oh, ridiculous. Um, they're seventh in uh, yards per game, third in post uh, possession time. Um, so offens- offensively, they're very good um, pretty much by every standard. You you have Thomas, who has an 85% catch rate. Um, you have, you know, Kamara, who's a dual threat. Um, it's, it's just real crazy. And now they're, I mean, their defense is pretty average. Uh, they've ranked 12 and points allowed. Um, but like I mentioned, they just lost Rankins, you know, which is a pretty huge deal there. Um, so the Rams basically just need to capitalize. Uh, they need to get it going. Um, basically to Gurley, like I said, he had 115 yards last week, but Goff failed to get the ball into the end zone. Uh, granted, he had zero interceptions, um, but if you want to beat the Saints, um, you have to shut down the Saints' run and definitely put the ball into the end zone. Um, obviously, I mean, offensively, the runs are top five in every category. Um, our defense is number five in yards per game, number four in rushing D. Um, but the Saints like to pass, and like we mentioned earlier, 74.4% pass completion um, is hard to stop. Um, and it looks real good when you're trying to pick a team who you think's going to win. It's like, hmm, I like a guy that's very good at completions. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like I said, the Saints pass the ball a lot of times. So, I mean, if he passes the ball 50 times and he gets a 74, 75% completion rating. That spells that's, win. That spells a win and at least three or four touchdowns um, into the end zone. And obviously they score in the end zone. So, um, I have the Saints taking this game. Um, MVP candidate will show up. So uh, look for uh, Drew Brees to uh, really shine in this game. I think what it comes down to and what, and what you have to realize with these games of how to pick this game, like, is this going to be a fucking shootout again, I think? Just like that, that last matchup where it was just fucking 70 points scored combined. Like, I think it's going to be another 30 to 30-something, 30 30-something 30 game. Yeah. But what it's going to come down to is ultimately who's better at quarterback. And, I, and to me... I'm going to take Drew Brees, the veteran guy. He's been here before. That always wins when he does play at home. Yeah, and, and I, it's at home. Right, and this is, again, this is the first time since 2009 Drew Brees has got to play at home, have a first-round bye, and be the number one seed in NFC. And the last time he did that, like I said, was 2009. He won the, the Super Bowl. So comes down to that. That's a big factor. And the fact that Jared Goff has one game of playoff experience that I know of, and I think maybe last year or two, two last year, I just think he's going to fold under pressure here. I don't think he's just he's he's. Yeah, this is the big. This is one of the biggest lights biggest he's game. ever seen. Yeah, this is the biggest so, game he's ever had. I mean, and you know, he's not only gonna have to you know tuck this, his balls into a banana sack, <laughs> but the defense is gonna have to show. I think a big factor in this is whose defense is gonna be better. And I, I mean, look, don't get me wrong. I think the Rams have a star-studded defense. Darnold ain't no joke. 
right? And not only that, but Equip Talib's been back. He's been shutting it down. He's their number one cornerback easily by that, that measure. But I think it's going to come down to defense as well. That'd be my number two factor. But number three is Michael Thomas, man. Who's better offensively at wide receiver position than him for the Rams? I, nobody. Right, nobody makes an 85% catch rate. And not only that, but he he just catches everything. If you got it, okay, this spells the best, the best, you know, winning to me. A quarterback that throws 74.4% to guys, and then a wide receiver that catches it 85% of the time it's thrown to. So that's that's gonna give you a win. <laughs> that's hard to hard. So I'm gonna pick the Saints as well, obviously. I mean, I I think this is gonna be a great game. I, look, I'm not gonna be mad either way. If it's Rams versus Patriots Chiefs. Or if it's Saints versus either the Patriots or Chiefs. Yeah. I mean, I'm not mad either way. Yeah, either teams would be great to but take I, on any But I of think Drew Brees is so hungry for another Super Bowl, and I think this is his last chance he'll ever have. So I think he's going to make it count and make everybody see he's he's might be the MVP over Patrick. So, yeah, so let's say this. Let's say hypothetical situation. Drew Brees beats the, uh, beats the Rams, and then he moves to the Super Bowl. And Mahomes right. loses to the New England Patriots, and the Patriots face the Saints in the Super Bowl. Is you, you're saying that Drew Brees is definitely the MVP winner? I think he is if he wins the Super Bowl. If he only if he wins the Super but Bowl. But if he does not win the Super Bowl, it's going to be Patrick Mahomes regardless. Yeah. Unless no, no, wait, let me just retract. Okay. If, no, I feel that way. No, no, no. Listen, listen. Now listen to this though. Situation. Same situation. He loses. Uh, let's say this, the Patriots win the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. And, of course, Tom Brady's going to get the fucking MVP. You know this. He would get that. Why do you say because that? Because he's the greatest quarterback he's ever. He's 41 years old and won a Super Bowl against this amazing Drew Brees and well, offense with have, nobody. Do they have a difference between, I think, like the NBA does. See, NBA has a league MVP, and then they have a finals MVP. Well, they have that for the Super Bowl MVP as well. But I just... I know it's not going to be Drew Brees unless he wins that Super Bowl. If he goes to the Super Bowl and loses it, absolutely not to be Patrick Mahomes. Or they might snub Mahomes out because Tom, so let's say Tom Brady wins, beats the Chiefs. So that makes him better than Patrick Mahomes if he can beat him twice in one year. They're, they're just, they would just give it to Tom Brady, I think. If he wins the Super Bowl again, he'll be the MVP. The top. Yeah. So, Saints pick. Clear to, clear to, I'm, I, let's, go with, uh, let's go with hypothetical uh, scores. Let's see. What do you think this game will be, Rams? I think at at Saints. Saints thirty-eight. Rams thirty-one. I'm kinda of right there in that boat. It's in the thirties, I think. Yeah. Somebody might snub in and get, you know, like forty one or two if they get lucky, but yeah, I'm thinking like a thirty six, thirty three game it'll be I think it's gonna be decided in the last second field goal. Could I'll be. just throw that one out there or last second bomb touchdown pass by Michael fucking Thomas. Or, or it might not be fucking close at all. Right. It could be a blowout by the Saints. could be a blowout by the by the uh, Rams. So, But the one I really want to talk about, let's go on to the AFC Championship. There's so much Pats at stake at here. Chiefs, huh? Yeah, second matchup of the year. Uh, obviously the first time the, uh, the Pats won uh, by a field goal. 43-40 win. Um, I think in Foxborough. Yeah, combined 83 points was the most ever in a game at that time, wasn't I, it, or something like that? I'm pretty sure close to pretty it. Pretty close to it. But it was in Foxborough, which was a huge factor there, and this time it's in Kansas City. So uh, last time the Pats had to go on the road in an AFC Championship game was back in 2015. Uh, they lost by two points. Do you know who it was to? I, I don't. Peyton Manning's Broncos. Oh, man. Yeah, so uh, big question. Can the Pats go into Kansas City? 
one of the toughest places to play and come out with a win in a game that's predicted to be extremely flipping cold. It's supposed to be like six degrees no. down on the field. Yeah, uh, I think that actually helps Patrick I mean, Mahomes. I, yeah, it doesn't help it, Tom Brady. He just doesn't see not very good player in the But in it's cold, cold in New England. I know, but it's just a different cold down here in Missouri, man. We live here. We know. It's icy cold that, or here. Right, it's, with the wind especially. They, yeah, they have like fluffy shit. Right. Like I just I, I think it gives an advantage just just weather-wise because he's played in this kind of stuff. But speaking of those AFC championships, obviously this is the uh, eighth straight appearance for the fucking Patriots. We're tired of seeing it. So Patrick Mahomes, please get the win. Yes, please, dear God. Uh, since 2002, the Pats have won eight AFC championships. That's not looking fair until you look at this stat for the Chiefs. Last time the Pats won an AFC title game on the road was 2005. Do you know what team that was? I have no idea. The Pittsburgh Steelers, they just have their number, but that's the last time they've run oh, a, yeah. won a playoff road game. And it was 2005. That's that's now 14 years ago. <laughs> so, I mean, that helps out the Chiefs big time. Yeah, the the Chiefs got a lot going for them. I mean, Andy Reid is 2-6 and six against Bill Belichick, but um, crazy little number here. Did you know that Bill Belichick has coached like some 347 games, something like that. Right. Seven times he's been scored on by 40 or more points. Jesus. Three of those times came by way of Mr. Andy Reid himself. That's because he's just, God, he's so good at coming up with offensive. So this this is something to take in. He's 2-2 two and two in Kansas City against Bill Belichick. So something's got to give. Someone gets this rubber match. Yeah, this this is going to be definitely a um, a big a big game for Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs. Both teams are powerhouses offensively, um, and both can make big plays defensively. Like I said, we've been talking about it. I mean, that was kind of like a blue moon there. But when the Chiefs want to play defense, the Chiefs definitely can. Um, they definitely showed that last week against the Colts. Um, I would say the Pats are a little more consistent defensively. Um, but if the Chiefs can play D, um, like I said, against the Colts, they should um, you know, come away with this win. They are favored by a field goal at home against the Pats. Um, I do see this being a close game, you know, but the, the Pats won't do to the Chiefs basically what the Charger, what they did to the Chargers. Uh, this will be um, definitely an answer for the MVP game if uh, Mahomes can beat Tom Brady. Absolutely. And another thing it comes down to, Mahomes needs to play like he did that first game. He had 352 yards, four touchdowns. The only thing he needs to change is those two interceptions. He has zero turnovers. Chiefs get that win easily, I swear. I promise you. They'll get that win if he doesn't turn over the ball. Yes, he cannot. He can't even turn the ball over one fucking time. No. I guarantee you if you turn, if he turns the ball over, Tom Brady will score on that possession. They always do. I bet you money that on turnover possessions, Tom Brady probably has the highest touchdown average right. on turnover. Percentage, you name it. I can guarantee it. He they, finds, they capitalize. He ta- he's good at taking advantage Him of and turnovers. Bill Bell Belichick especially because that's I mean Bill Belichick is just a, a, a great fucking coach I think 
I, I'm, I'm tired of the Patriots winning all the time. And look, if you've done all this and you're Patrick Mahomes, you've your second most touchdown passes in the season. This is basically his first season. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. He had one game last year, and it was a non-meaningless game he got thrown into, and he played pretty well. So this is his quote rookie season to me. Yeah, yeah. And he's I would done agree on that. so much right now. There's no way you could lose, man. If you if he beats Tom Brady in an AFC Championship in a quoted rookie fucking year. We don't have to hear about Tom Brady anymore. Except for the fact he got beat by a kid that's 23 years old. Yeah, 18 years difference. That's a big difference. Uh, I, and I so heartily believe, no matter what any Chiefs hater people there are out there, and we know the biggest one. Yeah. Not even going to name you. Uh, it's just they have to get this done, and I, I believe they will. I, I believe this is finally the year the Chiefs do something good. Even if they don't win the Super Bowl, I think they'll still beat Tom Brady Bill Belichick, and move on to the Super Bowl. I think they definitely have a high possibility of that. Like I said, they have to play defense. They have to play just like they did last week. That's it. I mean, that's it. You can even play a little less. I'm like, like (laughs) one extra little tiny grain of salt. Yeah, we'll give you five percent less if you play even five percent less than what you did. You should be okay. Um, You know. Don't, but don't take advantage of you know Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. They find ways to fucking win. They make me very nervous in my pick. Yeah, don't ever count them out. They could be down twenty-one points, guys. We've seen them come back from a twenty what twenty-eight three Super Bowl. Yeah. To the Falcons. I mean, that's you, not, that's incredible. They they managed to match the Chiefs, you know, touchdown for touchdown in the first matchup they played against uh, them in the, in this year, and it. 43 to 40 is a ton of fucking points. It was literally back and forth the whole game. But neither defense obviously showed up in that game. So I think my sway is it's because the Chiefs are the Chiefs. They're on the roll. Patrick Mahomes loves that fast-paced stuff. I don't think experience in this playoff situation even is a factor for him at this point. I think Tom Brady does have a slight advantage because he has been here before, and the Patriots do manage to pull shit straight out of their ass. If they can shut down Julian Edelman, we don't have to worry about Gronk. Josh Gordon ain't there. And... We've got a defense on the Patriots that's wishy-washy. So, you're the. I think my main concern with the uh, the Patriots here is Julian Edelman and the run. Yep. If we can shut down Michelle um, and Julian Edelman, I think they'll be just fine. Yeah, the, and defense is the biggest factor in this game. If the if the Chiefs played like they did last week against the number one offensive line, imagine if they played like that this week against. I'm going to say probably a top 10 If they did line. exactly what they did in that game, they would murder the because, Patriots. Because this is what you have to do to Tom Brady. Because when Tom Brady gets frustrated, he don't play fucking That's football. right. If you get after he gives him, up. if you get after him, if you pressure him, he folds just like any other man. He's not a god, people. He folds too under pressure. And he doesn't look comfortable. He gets giddy and, oh, shit, I'm going to get Well, he loves to win so much, he gets mad and right. starts throwing blame all over the place. <laughs> so, But that's the key to this victory, and I think the Chiefs are just going to get it done. Play yeah, it. they got to get in Tom Brady's head. You better get in Tom right. Brady's head. And you're playing at too. home, so you have the advantage there. So please don't lose this game. Come on. I don't want to see another fucking Patriots Super Bowl game. Right. And I'm, I'm not going to watch it. I'm tired of it. I wouldn't mind seeing a... Um, 
you know, it'd be just just for shits and gigs. It'd be funny if the Rams, if they were still in St. Louis, if it was Kansas City and the St. Louis Rams. Right. That would be interesting. The but, Battle of the Missouri. But we also may see pretty much the same thing. They're only, what, two years removed from there? So last year they played in L.A. and this year. So, yeah. I mean, it's basically kind of the same thing. That's yeah. kind of cool, though, if it was, you know, the Rams and them. But I, just, I think it just would be funny. I think it's going to be Drew Brees on the Saints and Patrick Mahomes. And then whoever wins that game for the Super Bowl is your MVP. Yeah, don't forget that uh, seven times Bill Belichick has given up 40 points, three of them were given up by Andy Reid. I think Andy Reid knows Bill Belichick quite well here. Yeah, Pats are 4-3 and three in conference championship games since 2012, so that looks good for the Chiefs as well. Yeah. So, ending that on a good note, there's our picks. We both picking the Saints and both picking the Chiefs. And I think those I wouldn't even matter. Right, and I wouldn't even be mad who won that Super Bowl. So yeah, I, I'm definitely um, hoping the Chiefs uh, take the Pats game, um, but in that NFC game, it, it doesn't it, matter. It, it'd it'd, be, both, it'd both be great both to see teams. either team. But statistically, and looking at what I've seen, I think the Saints will definitely take right. that game. But it was fun, you know, picking these games. I, this is going to be an exciting week. Finally, it's good usually not games. exciting, right? right so. You're usually like, okay, we'll just hurry up and get to the Super Bowl because we know it's going to be this team versus whoever. Yep. So. All right, well, that's it for us. I'm Mr. Bradstone. And I'm T-Ball. This is the Heated Waves Network. That's right. And uh, we just brought you our review, and we also just of uh, divisional games and our predictions and what needs to happen for the AFC and NFC championships. Yep, look for that Super Bowl show. We'll get that to you as well. Might even do a live one. Might get it live to keep a lookout. Appreciate all you listeners. Stay tuned. We appreciate all the support, you guys. Um, you know, Send voicemails. We love hearing from you. It, it's just fun to get to interact. Uh, we appreciate all the followers on Twitter, Facebook, all the shares, everything. Appreciate it. Uh, this is Heated Waves. I'm T-Ball. I'm Mr. Bradstone. But not to mention, it will just be me and him from now on. Um, had some technical difficulties with uh, other guys, but that's okay. It's just how life works out. But it's going to be Mr. Me, Mr. Bradstone and T-Ball bringing you all the heated waves, anything you need. So uh, hit us up, and uh, thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Peace.